And now may I present one of the most charming and talented members of Hollywood's younger generation, soon to be seen in The Wizard of Oz, MGM singing sensation Miss Judy Garland. It was like a breath of spring I heard a robin sing About her nest set apart All nature seemed to be In perfect harmony Sing when the strings Are Hey everyone, this is Mindy. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Old Time Radio. Next in our Judy Garland series is a show called Leo is on the Air, 1939 to 1940. Leo is referencing the roaring lion at the beginning of the MGM movies. This is not the typical radio program that we're used to at this point in this era. These are considered air trailers which is the radio version of the movie trailers that we see on TV or the internet. And it's technically the first MGM soundtrack, so it's interesting to see how movie advertisements have progressed over the years. Basically what this is, these are not live performances. They are pulling clips from all of these movies, just presenting them to the listening audience to, to just showcase how wonderful the music is and to hopefully pique their interest enough to go to the theaters and watch watch the movies. The first two are The Wizard of Oz and Babes in Arms. And so they highlight several of the great musical performances in those movies. Those are both from 1939. Two films from 1940, Strike Up the Band and Little Nellie Kelly, which star Judy Garland in both. Strike Up the Band was actually a hit Broadway show by George and Ira Gershwin. But when MGM took it over, they they kept the name and they kept the song by that name. But everything else was changed to match the, the youth and the characters that Judy and Mickey had kind of honed at this point. It better reflected what the audience expected from them. This vehicle in particular was chosen after the success of Babes in Arms. Director Busby Berkeley was brought back to work with Judy and Mickey because the trio were considered box office gold at this point. Babes in Arms became a huge, huge hit. Uh, the film also reflected the nationalism that was kind of running high and the, the optimism in America's youth. It, this was a, was a very patriotic time and the, this was patriotic music and so much so that it, you know, in several theaters it was reported at the very last song. People were standing up and cheering because there was just so much excitement with you know how they were feeling in the real world compared to this rousing soundtrack so that it struck a chord <laughs> no pun intended pun intended but <laughs> um it was also a milestone in judy's personal life it's where she met vincent minnelli who would become her husband about five years later and vincent minnelli was known more as a a great director, but he was on the set of this one at the request of producer Arthur Freed, who was having trouble with a scene where Mickey's character is telling Judy's character about his love and passion and goals to be a musician. Minnelli suggested that to illustrate this, Mickey would take a bowl of fruit and each piece of fruit would become, would stand in place of a member of the band and he would play each piece of fruit to illustrate to her what he was singing about and talking about. It became a really, I guess, iconic part of the movie. It was a highlight for many critics and audience members. So all of that was uh, credited to Minnelli and his creative vision. So I, th I thought that was kind of interesting that that's where their paths first crossed and how kind of an insight into how creative of a mind he was. Uh, the other movie was that from 1940 was Little Nellie Kelly. This one was so interesting to read about because it, it just had so many impacts on Judy's life. This was the movie that came after The Wizard of Oz where they're testing Judy's ability to pull in an audience to to transition her from child star to adult stardom. She actually plays two roles. One is a mother who ends up dying and it's the only death scene of Judy Garland in a movie. And she ends up playing the child that the mother died giving birth to. So all of that kind of just completely out of nowhere with the, the, the things that she's been doing up to this point. They're begrudgingly allowing her to grow up because it's obvious she is growing up. And co-star George Murphy said in the death scene, it was just such an emotional impact. She was so effective in this scene that it actually uh, affected him <laughs> to the point of where he was emotional. And he said, quote, when it was finished, the complete set was empty. 
with the exception of the director, Judy, and myself. All these so-called hard-bitten workers were so affected that they had to get away so that their sobs would not disturb the soundtrack, unquote. So this movie had really turned into an opportunity for Judy to show how dramatic of an actress she could be and how effective she could be in these more mature roles. And it, it turned into a a very popular movie. It made a profit, so everyone at MGM was happy with the outcome. It also uh, is worth noting that she sings Singing in the Rain 12 years before Gene Kelly made it famous, <laughs> or at least made it iconically his, which I, I didn't know that. I didn't know she had her own version long before that came along, and she actually started filming this one when she was still filming Strike Up the Band. Again, it's not a traditional show. It's not chock full of guest stars or live performances, but it's a really fun hour to sit and listen to a compilation of what's now classic songs. I ended up singing along because I was in a car by myself waiting for an appointment and I knew the, a majority of them. So I just, just sang along like I, like I have the talent to keep up, <laughs> which is for me a lot of the joy of Judy's voice. It just inspires me to, to use my own. So I, I hope you enjoy this kind of great compilation of songs it's it was a fun treat for me and uh, hopefully it will be for you too leo is on the air Metro-Golden-Mayer joins the world in celebrating the golden jubilee of motion pictures and climaxes a half-century of entertainment progress by announcing the early exhibition of its miracle in celluloid, the technicolor extravaganza, The Wizard of Oz. was the wizard as it booked that more than 10 million copies reached eager hands and eager hearts. So entrancing was the wizard as a musical attraction that Broadway held it for four solid years, after which it toured 941 American cities for even more record-breaking years. But it is as a motion picture that the Wizard of Oz reaches the full brilliance of its glory. Its colorful beauty and the sheer warmth of its simple story are matched only by the fineness of its unforgettable music. This preview of its delightful and long-anticipated score begins with Judy Garland's mellow voicing of Over the Rainbow. Why? 
of the outstanding technicolorful spectacles in The Wizard of Oz is the gala celebration in the Emerald City. Let's tune in on it as the happy-go-lucky citizens of that amazing country go to town lyrically with the merry old land of Oz. Ha-ha-ha! Ho-ho-ho! And a couple of tra-la-las! That's how we laugh a day away in the merry old land of Oz! remember Dorothy's visit to Munchkinland. She is given a royal welcome by the little Munchkins and hastens off to join the fabulous wizard himself. The Munchkins point the way to Oz and in their funny, pipey little voices tell Dorothy to follow the yellow brick road. 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 some very interesting companions indeed who join her on the amazing journey to Oz. First, she meets the Scarecrow, played by Ray Bolger. Then, the Tin Man, played by Jack Haley. And finally, the Cowardly Lion, played by Bert Lahr. Each of her friends, Dorothy finds, has his troubles, and all hope that the mighty wizard will solve them. But suppose we let them speak, or rather, sing for themselves. I could while away the hours, conferring with the flowers, consulting with the rain. And my head, I'd be scratching while my thoughts were busy hatching if I only had a brain. I'd unravel every riddle for any individual in trouble or in pain. With the thoughts you'd be thinking you could be an author, Lincoln, if you only had a brain. Oh, I could tell you why the ocean's near the shore. I could think of things I never thought before. And then I'd sit and think some more. I would not be just a nothing, my head all full of stuffing, my heart all full of pain. 
I would dance and be merry. Life would be a ding a dairy if I only had a brain. When a man's an empty kettle, he should be on his mettle, and yet I'm torn apart. Just because I'm presuming that I could be kind of human if I only had a heart. I'd be tender, I'd be gentle, and awful sentimental regarding love and art. I'd be friends with the sparrows and the boy who shoots the arrows if I only had a heart. Picture me a balcony above a voice sings low. Wherefore art thou, Romeo? I hear a beat. How sweet just to register emotion, jealousy, devotion, and really feel the part. I could stay young and chipper, and I'd lock it with a zipper if I only had a heart. Yeah, it's sad, believe me, Missy, when you're born to be a sissy without the women five. But I could show my prowess be a lion, not a mouse, if I only had the nerve. I'm afraid there's no denying I'm just a dandelion, a fate I don't deserve. I'd be brave as a blizzard. I'd be gentle as a lizard. I'd be clever as a gizzard. If the wizard is a wizard who will serve, then I'm sure to get a brain, a heart, a home, the nerve. Oh, we're off to see the wizard, the wonderful wizard of Oz. We hear he is the wizard of a wizard, if ever a wizard was. If ever, oh, ever a wizard was, the wizard of Oz was one because, 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 because of the wonderful things he does. We're off to see the wizard, the wonderful wizard of Oz. The magnificent musical spectacle which highlights the new entertainment season. That's the Wizard of Oz. A glorious extravaganza painted with a rainbow of technicolor. With a cast of thousands at a cost of millions, it is brought to you by metro golden makers of the great Ziegfeld and Broadway Melody, and presented as a greater attraction than even those two pace-setting entertainments. From border to border and coast to coast, they're calling the Wizard of Oz the sensation of the year. This is your MGM radio reporter signing off, thanking you for listening, and hoping you will enjoy the Wizard of Oz when it comes your way. of Metro-Golden-Mayer made the original Broadway melody, the fabulous great Ziegfeld, and the sensational Born to Dance. But Metro-Golden-Mayer is no prouder of any musical attraction in its history than the celebrated musical extravaganza, Babes in Arms. We could tell you many very nice things about Babes in Arms, 
It's warm, human story. It's Sterling Cash, topped by Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland. It's lavish spectacle, but we let babes in arms blow its own trumpet. So with no fuss or feathers, we bring you a preview of its hit song. Number one in this parade of hits is Good Morning, sung by Judy Garland and, believe it or not, Mickey Rooney himself. Hiding, 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 hiding
outstanding highlight of Babes in Arms is its hilarious minstrel sequence with Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland as the lyrical end men. Mr. Interlocutor, the microphone is yours. Gentlemen, be Mr. Bones, Mr. Bones, I have a question to ask. There is something that I want to know. Well, tell me, Sonny. Mr. Bones, will you tell me and answer me right? Who's that lady you were with last night? <laughs> man, but I will tell you if you want to know. I'm now so helping me, Moses, and upon my life, there was no lady that there was of my wife. <laughs> revives the love song no one will ever quite forget. I cried for you. I cried for you. Now it's your turn to cry over me. Exciting entertainment produces an exciting finale. The entire ensemble join hearts and voices in a rousing number which pays a perfect tribute to the land you live in, God's country. of the season, with a star-packed cast headed by Mickey Rooney as a young song and dance man, and Judy Garland as his lovely lyrical lady. Public entertainment number one, that's Babes in Arms. The 
music heard on this program was played by the Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer Orchestra under the direction of George Stowe. This is your MGM radio reporter signing off, thanking you for listening and hoping you will enjoy Babes in Arms when it comes your way. Hollywood Reporter, bringing you Mickey Rooney, Judy Garland, Paul Weissman, and the exciting musical moments of Strike Up the Band, with the interesting highlights of what's happening in Hollywood. But first, let Judy Garland and the chorus sing Strike Up the Band for you, accompanied by Georgie Stoll and the MGM Recording Orchestra. We must have music in the land, for everybody loves a band. A good old rousing melody is a joy and inspiration. A hundred million folks agree that a tune can stir a nation. So music master takes command. Our hearts will beat to beat the band. Let the drums roll out. Let the trumpet call. While the people shout. Strike up the band. Hear the cymbals ring. Calling one and all. That happy swing, strike up the band. Yankee Doodle Doodle will come through. Yankee Doodle Doodle for the red, white, blue, doodle blue. Lend a hand with a flying unfurled. We can face the world. Hey, little, strike up the band.
have loved, we dedicate our love affair as sung by Judy Garland, Mickey Rooney, Six Hits and a Miss, the entire chorus, and the Georgie Stoll MGM Recording Orchestra. <laughs> Listen. 
numbers of Strike Up the Band, with Mickey Rooney, Judy Garland, Paul Whiteman, and his orchestra, and to present for you the news of Hollywood as we see it. If there are any questions you wish to ask about MGM pictures or players, address the station to which you are listening, or write direct to the Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer Radio Reporter in care of the studio at Culver City, California. This is your radio reporter saying goodbye and thank you for listening. this young fellow was a star athlete at Yale University. Since then, he's crammed a lot of living into a few short years, a career that's taken him from the coal mines of Pennsylvania to Wall Street, from a song and dance job to the Broadway stage, and then the movies. Just now, he's wearing the blue uniform of New York's police department. Folks, meet Officer Kelly. In real life, his name is George Murphy. Take over, Officer Kelly. If that I will, and the guards will be a pleasure. George, that Irish brogue seems to come naturally enough. It does that now. But after all, the name is Murphy. And not forgetting that I've been an Irish cop for the past three months now, since the day we started the picture, Little Nellie Kelly. Little Nellie Kelly. Sure, it is not Murphy you'll be wanting to be listening to with Nellie here herself. A laughing little Colleen she is who'll be stealing your heart away. With a song as full of Balarney as the Emerald Isle herself. Hey, Judy, turn it, will you? Judy Garland, ladies and gentlemen. And with her... Douglas McPhail and the MGM Male Chorus. The song, Nellie Kelly, I Love You. Sing it nice, kid.
I'm sure this song would have never been rolled if the pretty girl had been milking her goat, but the goat wasn't feeling well anyhow, so the pretty girl was milking her cow. Her cow, her cow, la 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 la. La 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 A pretty girl milking her cow! In 1929, Nacho Herb Brown and Arthur Freed wrote a tune that swept the land like wildfire. They called it Singing in the Rain. Judy Garland was just a little tight then, about so high. But if ever a song was written for Judy, it's Singing in the Rain. She has always wanted to do the number in a picture. When little Nellie Kelly came along, she started to work on Arthur Freed. Since his songwriting days, Arthur's become a producer, and Little Nellie Kelly is his show. But finally, Judy won, and Judy was right. Listen. Here I am with great regret, an innocent victim of etiquette. I'm going to sing, but not for long, as though it's old, it's a lovely. Why am I smiling and why do I sing? Why does September seem sunny as spring? Why do I get up each morning and start happy and head up with joy in my heart? Why is each new task a trifle to do? Because I am living a life full of you. I'm singing in the rain, just singing in the rain. What a glorious feeling, I'm happy again. I'm laughing at clouds, so dark up above. The sun's in my heart, and I'm ready for love. Let the stormy clouds sing, everyone from the place. I may break in a moment. You haven't said a thing about yourself. With little Nellie Kelly completed, what are your plans? Another picture? Well, I'm still hoping for a vacation. The other day, one of the columnists said you were planning a personal appearance tour. Well, that's what I meant when I said a vacation. I can't imagine a better time. The big cities, the small towns, five a day, and now I've perfected me Irish brogue. Who knows? Maybe I'll be doing an Irish sketch or two. You know, it's a great day for the Irish. Hey, hey, wait a minute. That sounds like the title of our last song. Well, sure it is. A great day for the Irish. Hit it, Judy. Oh, I woke me up this morning and I heard the joyful song From the throats of happy Irish men, a hundred thousand strong Sure there was the Hibernian Brigade Lining up for the part of the big parade So I sent me Sunday bonnet and the flag I love so well And I bought myself a shamrock just to wear in me lapel Don't you know that today's March 17th Oh, it's fire 